So, Shabbos Daf Kuf Mem Aleph, starting at Amun Aleph, the Mishnah Hakash Shalgabi Amita. If you have um, straw or hay, right, stubble that's on a bed, so it doesn't really belong there. So it would have a din of like like a rock. So that's going to be muktzah. So lo yinanei Right now, you want to go ahead and you want to move the bed. You can't move it with your hand. You can basically go lie, lie down on the bed and then like, move it off with your body. Um, so we're talking about here that you didn't designate this as a bed to sleep on. It was like an extra bed that you had and you would throw you know, your hay or straw there. So if the straw is Michael Behema, but if the bed was either, either if the straw was Michael Behema, so it was fit for an animal to eat. So now when Shabbos came in, it wasn't mukta because it was animal food. It happens to be animal food that's on your bed. Then it's fine. Or Kar if the bed had a pillow or a blanket. So basically what we're saying is that you plan to sleep on this blanket. It was already made. And now there's hay on there as well. So then the hay on there is going to be fine. Okay. And, and therefore, the, the bed has a thin of, of a keli and you can, um, the hay on it was to, you know, help you sleep or whatever. And therefore it's bottled to the bed and you can move it. Machbesh, a press. So if you had a, a, a home, a press made for the home. So the press in those days, like the, let's say press your pants or, you know, press a tablecloth or something. So it was basically two heavy boards and then they would have pegs that you would use on each of the four corners, so let's say two square heavy boards, one on the bottom, one on top that you press the items in, and then the pegs on the corners would hold the two boards together. So what we're saying is like this, if it's made not for industrial or commercial purposes, not the cleaner's one, but you had a home press, then matirin, so let's say you had something in there, uh, clothing or a tablecloth that you needed on Shabbos, so you can take off the pegs and you can release it from the press on Shabbos and use the stuff. But you obviously, you cannot press the item on Shabbos. But if it's a commercial press, it's at the cleaners, then the whole thing is going to be completely usher. Okay. Um, he says like this, if the boards were partially separated, so then, if the boards are par- partially separating, then you can um uh mayor of Shabbos was partially separated Matiras Kula You can release the rest of it, so as long as it wasn't completely nailed down and pressed shut, if it was somewhat loose or somewhat loosened before Shabbos, you can open it more and remove the item from it. And shemta and use the clay. Amar of Nachman. So Nachman says, Hi Pogloa, we had this before, this radish, mil malamata, so if it's inserted into the ground. From, you know, top on the top to bottom. So basically imagine the radish was like a V shape. So if the pointy part was in the ground and the fat part was on top, the Y part was on top. So when you pick up the radish, you don't need to move any dirt because all you're doing is extracting it. So you're picking it out. The Y parts are already on top, then it's fine. But milmata lamala aser. If it's inverted, let's say the pointy part is facing up. And the fat part is in, the Y part is in the ground. And then you pick it up from the pointy part. So what's going to happen is, as you're picking the item up, you're going to move this earth packed around 
right? So then it's going to be usher because you're moving earth. This sounds not like Reb Nachman, right? Our Mishnah sounds not like Reb Nachman. Reb Nachman who said that if it's inverted, you can't do what's called tiltol menatzad, that you can't pick up the radish if it's inverted. If the pointy part is on top, then picking it up will require the, the dirt that's, uh, that's uh, around surrounding the rest of the radish to get picked up. That's tiltol menatzad. Right, it's why because it said, right, yeah, you can't take it with your hand, but you are able to move it with your body, the gufai, and that's total menatzad. We said then you could even, if meaning it was set up to be part of the bed before Shabbos, then you could take it on Shabbos. So so we see that Totem Anatzad is not called Totem. It's not Aser Isser Mutzamid Rabbanan. And that according to the Tana of our Mishnah, it would be not like Rab Nachman. It means that you are uh, allowed, you would be allowed to pick up even an inverted, to uh, extract even an inverted radish from the ground. Of course, it doesn't mean that it was attached to the ground, it's just buried in the ground, is what we're talking about. Amar Rav Yehuda, Hani Popoli. You have peppers. You can break them, crush them to, to, to make pepper. With the handle of a knife. So what we're saying here, what Rabbi Yehuda is saying is that if you have two levels of, of uh, shinui, number one, so normally you would grind the pepper. So obviously that's an issue. The rest you know how to grind it. So number one level of shinui wouldn't be enough. That it's not enough to just crush it pepper by pepper, but if you use the back handle of a knife, so now you're using, number one, that you're doing it one by one, and number two, that you use the back handle of a knife, then it's going to be mutter. Tarti, usher, if you do them in twos, so now you're doing multiple at a time, then it's going to be usher, it's only one shina, the katsu sakina. Rava argues, he says, given the mishani, I feel two banami, since you're making a shino, even if it's more, then one at a time, you'll be fine. I'm going to you Man desachi b'maya, someone that, um, that inserts himself in water, so, lin give nafshe. So, so they go, they end up, they go into, they, they, they wade through a pond, right? So, lin give nafshe beresha. First, what you should do is dry yourself off. Vahadir lists like, and then go out and shisa rabin, because, doma asila suya daladamas. Maybe you'll carry, if you go out when you're still wet, right? You come out of the pond, and you're still wet, before you dry yourself off, then you're carrying the water daladamas bekaras. When you actually wade through the pond, you're going to have a problem too. Why? So you're also, your wave, let's say as you're walking through, you're wading through, you make a wave, that wave is going to go daladamas and a caramelis. So you're, you're moving the water as well. That when it comes to kaychay, we had this before, by that when it's your, your, your wave that you make, your motion, and Carmelis is not going to be a problem. It's not going to be considered total Carmelis. I'm going to buy you Timur four-way machlikis in regards to, let's say you have cement on your shoe. So number one, Abai, uh, Abai or says, you should clean it off. So you want to get that tit, that cement off of your shoe. Clean it with the ground. Don't use a wall because using a wall will be a problem of bainet. You're adding to the wall. Now the cement is going from your shoe to the wall, and it adds onto the thickness of the wall. Amar Rav, my time is because so loy. Mishum the mechanizik bayna habedian chaklohi. 
What, what's the problem? Yeah, it's binion, but it's peasant building. This is not the efficient way, the proper way to build. So it shouldn't be a problem at all. And Amarava, he argues, he says, See, he's the complete opposite. He holds you can wipe your shoe off on the wall, but not on the karka. Why? Maybe if you're, you're using, going to use the cement to fill in pits or you know uh, recesses of the ground, and it's mean isra of a shvi gumas. That's also by now on the ground. Itmar magrei to Ravina Amar echad zechad zaaser. So we have a third shvi who says both is aser. But Papa Amar echad zechad zemotor. Both are going to be motor. Okay, we're not concerned about ashvi gumas or um right or it's or. We're not concerned about Meshu Gumas or Baina because it's not Roshan Skavin, like Roshimin. Okay, now the Marbrid Marvina. So now according to Marbrid, who said it's Osir to wipe your shoe with cement on it, both on the wall and on the ground. So what the Maima Kanchile, how do you wipe it off? Kanchile Bikaira on a beam. Right? Because adding cement to a beam is not called Baina, and the a wood beam is not going to have a problem of Ashwiyu Gumas. Amarava. A person should not sit on the entrance of a Mabui where you have a lachi. Right, so that's a vertical post going up and down. The concern is, let's say you're holding something and you sit on the chair and you're playing with something and it, it might fall out of your hand and roll outside of the mavoi. And because the lechi is not such a hecker, it's not a great, it's not like a real Pesach or a real opening. It's just a board there. You're not going to realize and you'll go get it and you'll carry it back from the Sarabim into the mavoi, which is the universe of a person should not rock a barrel. See the heavy barrel on the ground that's sitting on a, you know, a, 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 let's say a ground, you know, that's a dirt ground. So if you rock it back and forth, it'll make, it, it'll kind of move around. Anytime you move the dirt around on the ground, that can fill in the pits or the holes in the ground, and that's a problem with it. A person should not put cotton balls in the mouth of a barrel of, let's say, wine or a container, because as you pour the stuff out of the container, the, the cotton will get saturated. And then when you, ex- when you move, remove the cotton, you'll end up squeezing out some of the liquid. If you have cement on your clothing, you want to get it off. You have to scrape it from the inside. So you go under your shirt, okay, let's say, and you scrape out the dirt, the dirt spot. You can't do it from the outside, okay, because otherwise it's a problem of malabain, of cleaning, right? You're now, you're whitening the clothing by, by, by scraping it. That if you have cement on your shoe, you can use a, the back of a knife to take it off. And if you have dirt or cement on your clothing, that you're allowed to scrape it off with a fingernail. But actually, and, but you can't, you can't rub it. You can't, you can't scrape, right? You can't rub it off. And we said, that you can rub it off from the inside. Seems like rubbing is a problem. So my doesn't this mean that you can't be, you can't rub it at all. So the verse it means that when we said, that means from the outside, right? On the face of where the dirt is, you can't. But if you go inside your shirt and you try rubbing it from there, that would be much. That when you scrape something off of a shoe, you can scrape off a new shoe, okay, because it's still smooth. But not an old one, because when you uh, scrape stuff off, peeling it is mamachik, right? So you're smoothing out the leather. 
What do you scrape it off with? With the back of a knife, right? So, Okay, however, your, your memory is wrong. That which we said that you can scrape a new shoe, but not an old one, because it says, right, remove or erase your, your brysa that you had, um, from, because of the following, that you can't scrape neither a old shoe or a new shoe. Furthermore, what you can't do is you can't smear oil on your foot. When it is inside of your shoe, or in your sandals. Okay, the problem is because now you're, if you, if you pour oil on your foot while it's in the leather shoe or sandal, it's going to be what's called ma'abed. It's going to work the leather, and that's an iser is, is, of ma'abed. But what you can do is you can take your foot out of the shoe, smear it with oil, and then put it back in, or back into your sandal. And along that same line of thinking, you are able to smear your entire body with oil. You can roll around on a leather tablecloth. You don't have to be worried that it's going to be ma'abed and work the leather. Now, that you're allowed to do this, that you're allowed to pour oil on your foot or oil on your body, smear oil on your body, and then and then put your either your foot into the shoe or or roll around on a table a leather tablecloth. If your intent is just to polish, if it's just to polish the leather, so you're not actually working the leather, you just want to give it a little bit of a sheen, then you can do this. Right? To actually work the leather is going to be also. So the says, La Of course it's going to be Aser. As in, this is the Raisa Ibud of leather. Does anybody allow you to employ this practice, right, to smear with oil in order to put shine on the leather? You have to learn it differently. What we're saying is, you're not allowed to make Ikra Din be allowed to talk. No, you can put leather on your body or leather on your foot and then put your foot into the shoe or roll your body around on the tava, right, on this leather mat or tablecloth. That's, but you can only use a little bit of oil because worst case scenario, all it's going to do is give it a shine. Only but you can't put enough lab oil that even though your intent is not to shine or to work the leather, you can't put enough oil that that it it, it can um, end up working the leather. A katan cannot go out. So katan here means just means a person with a small foot can't go out with a shoe that's too big for him. Right? The concern is that it will fall off. Right? It's because loose shoe will fall off, and then you might come to carry a thalamus, which is around him. He can go out with a large shirt. And Rashi brings two reasons. Number one, because shirts aren't just going to fall off even if they're big. And number two, um, you're not, no, even though it looks ridiculous, you're not going to take it off because otherwise you'll have to walk around with Shisharab and naked. A woman cannot go out with a torn shoe because people will laugh at her and she'll take it off and she'll carry it. She should ideally not do chalitza with it because it's not a proper shoe. However, if she does chalitza, then it's kosher. You can't go out with a new shoe. Now, who is that relevant to? Amru? Okay? That is only a menah. Menah shal isha. Only a woman is makbin enough to make sure that the shoe is going to fit perfectly well before she goes out. And the concern is that if it's brand new and she never wore it before, she will, it won't fit perfectly and she's makbin about that. 
and she'll take it off and carry it home. Tani Bakapara Loi Shanu Ella Shalayatsa Bashah. It's only gonna be a problem when she didn't wear it even once. So when we say what is considered new, as long as she but but if before Shabbos she went out even for a moment with this shoe, it's no longer going to be considered a new shoe and she'll be allowed to wear it out. So let's say you have a shoe that was being created and um, it was manufactured and now it's, it's basically done. So it's, it's sitting there inside of the, the mold, the last. Okay? So it's one price says you're allowed to remove the shoe from the mold. The Tanya Idach ain't shamed You cannot remove the shoe from the mold. So how do we understand it? Either you can or you can't. So Mars is like Hashar Abilazar Abanon. It's Machlaikis, Ditanan. We have a Bryce of Minol Shagabi Amos. Rabbi Lazar Mitaher. Rabbi Lazar holds its tar, meaning that it's not considered a kli. It can't be makabal tuma. So it means the manufacturing process was not complete. If the manufacturing process was not complete, then it would be usher to remove from the mold on Shabbos. It would be muksa. and they hold its tame. Tame means the shoe is complete. If the shoe is complete, then you are allowed to. So now honey, Rava, That's fine. The way you understand this, according to Rava the Amar, Davar Iser. That's something that is malachle iser. So this mold or last that the shoe is made on would certainly be a cliche malachle iser, right? It's meant to manufacture shoes. But if Rava holds beim litzayrach gufa beim litzayrach mukam and mutter, that if whether you need to use the kli itself or you just need to remove it from that area, you need the space that the kli is is going to be mutter. So then shapir, I understand why according to the chachamim. Once it's a shoe, even though the shoe is sitting in this amos, inside this mold, I can remove the mold because removing the, I can remove the shoe from the mold because moving that mold or, right, will, will, will be the same. It's like, it's like moving something. I'm getting it out of the way. How could you take the shoes off of the mold? When you remove the shoes, you're going to move the mold. And when you move the mold, that's a klisha malachta list. You don't need that mold anymore. You just need to get it out of the way to be usher. So the Marsa my askinon, the roughly, it is loose. So the shoe is not tightly, uh, you know, the mold is not tightly inserted into the shoe, but rather it's loose. And therefore you can remove it. The tanya of Yehuda, am I your roughly mutter? Like when Yehuda says, if it's, if it's roughly, it's going to be mutter. So what we're saying here, so according to Chum, you want to know, according to Abayah, well, it's klisha malachta list. Is usher to move since the shoe is very loose. According to Chalim, the manufacturing process is complete, and you can remove the shoe from the mold without moving the mold. So the Gemara now is going to flip it around. We're going to say, Ah, you're saying it's like Rabbi Yehuda. So we have a Rabbi Yehuda who holds a Tana who holds that that it, you can only remove it if it's weak. So what does Rabbi Yehuda hold? Time of the rough way, only if it's weak, only if it's loose. The Yehuda says the reason why you can remove the shoe from the mold is because the shoe is loose on the mold, so you can take the shoe off without moving the mold. Time of the rafoi, rafoi loy. That's only if it's loose. But if the shoe was taka tightly on the mold, you could not take the shoe off because you would remove. You would end up moving the mold, and that's aser. So that makes sense in Abayu who holds klisha malachtel isol tzeruf becomes aser shapir el l'rav adam rabbein l'tzeruf kufin l'tzeruf mukamei motor my area rafoy afil rafinami how how would Rava understand shitas Rabbi Yehuda I don't understand if if he holds that klisha malachtel isol tzeruf mukamei 
is mutter. So even if it's not roughly, why did Rabbi Huda say you can only take the shoe off the mold if it's loose? Even if it's not loose, it should be fine. Who cares if you move the mold? So the Gemara says, Ahu, Rabbi Yehuda, Mishim, Rabbi Leazar, who? That wasn't Rabbi Yehuda alone. That was Rabbi Yehuda, Mishim, Rabbi Leazar, Titania, Rudaim, Mishim, Rabbi Leazar, Imayarafli, Mutter. So what we're saying is, according to Rava, or the way we would understand Rabbi Yehuda is like this. Even according to Rabbi Leazar, who holds that it's Tahar and you're not allowed to touch it on Shabbos because it's not a Kli, that's only if it's still tightly on the mold. But if it's loose on the mold, then we would say that the shoe is completed and Rabbi Lezer would agree to the Chachamim. Hadron Allah, Toilin. I'm going to stop here. Just did a quick review. So we, we started with a, if there's a straw on the bed, we said that it's Stama Lahasaka for firewood, right? It's Muktza. Then when I have a Gufa, you can climb into the bed and move it. Told the Manatzad is Mutter. Rabbi Nachman said that um, in regards to the radish, if the radish is V shaped and the pointy part is in the ground, so you could remove the radish from the ground without moving any dirt, then you're allowed to, okay? But if it's the other way, if the V-shape is on, if the point is on top and the thick part is, and the only way to remove the radish from the ground would be, again, this is a radish that is not attached to the ground, but it's just inserted in the ground, then you would have to move dirt. It's going to be Asher Ravada said, it's not like our Mishnah, because our Mishnah said that Tiltum and Atzad is going to be Mutter, that the straw from the bed you can remove Ayde Tiltum and Atzad, but this radish which removing the dirt is tiltum and because you're, you're just trying to get the radish out of the ground, and it's going to be usr, so Rav Nachman is not like our Mishnah. Rav Yudah said that in order to crush pepper, you needed two steps of shinoi. You have to use the back of a knife and use to crush them one by one, but to do two at a time is going to be usr. Rav said even two at a time is going to be mutter. As long as you have the one shinoi of the back of the knife, it's going to be fine. You're not going to have an issue of teichin. Rav Yudah said that if you went through the water, then you should dry yourself off so you don't go down on a caramelist, but wading in a pool and moving, you know, making a wave that's going to go down on us, that's not a problem because we weren't good. Abaya says that we had a four-way machalikas now in regards to tit on your foot. So what should you clean it on? Abaya said clean it on the ground and not on the wall because it's baina. Rabba said the other way. Do it on the wall, right, because that's not a proper building. That's a, a pauper's building. And not on the karka. Okay, he said don't do it on the on the ground because um, because they have a problem gumais. Then we said that Bered Ravina said that both are going to be Asr and Rapapa said both are Mutter and we said according to Rabbi Ravina how is he actually going to wipe it off? He should do it on a wood beam. Rabbi said uh, another way to prevent Isra Shabbos that you shouldn't sit on the edge of a mavoi that has a lechi because it's not nicker as a Pesach and the concern is the item that you're you might have an item there it might roll out Okay, and you're going to come carry it and transport it from the Shazarabim back into the Mavu. We said also, um, don't rock a barrel back and forth because it'll move ground. Anytime you, anytime you move earth on the ground, um, you could fill, you know, it's a shuyagumais. And we said that don't uh, stuff cotton to the edge of a, uh, a pitcher, right, because the concern is that the pitcher is filled with liquid, liquid will saturate the cotton. And when you take the cotton out, you'll end up being, doing skita. Rukana said that if you have tit on your beged, that you scrap, you, you, you rub it from the inside, so put your hand on the inside of your shirt and rub it. From the outside, it's going to be a problem because it looks like malabin, or we said you can, from, from the outside, you can megare, megare with a, with a, with the back of a knife. Bishem Rav, um, Bishem Rav
In Shem Rabiani, we said that uh, you can scrape off a new shoe with a knife, but not an old one. Concern is um, from a machik. And Rav Chia argued, we said, Sameha, right? Um, Sameha, because we removed that price because Rav Chia held that even a new shoe is going to be usher. And when we talked about oil in the shoe, we said you can't, um, while your foot's in your shoe, you can't, or sandal, you can't pour oil in, okay? But, because of ma'abed, but you can smear your foot with oil, okay? And, or your body with oil, and then either put your foot into the shoe or roll around on a leather cloth. Okay, Rav Chista said that it's only the shirletzachtech. You can only use a little bit of oil that would just be enough to give it a sheen, but to use enough to be ma'abe, that's going to be a problem. And it's aser. We said that a, a small person, small foot, can't go out with a big shoe because it's going to fall and he's going to carry it. But by shirts, we don't have those problems. Number one, your shirt's not going to fall off. And number two, even if it looks funny, you're not going to take it off because you don't want to walk, run around the rushes around naked. A woman cannot go out with a ripped shoe because people will laugh at her and she'll remove it and she'll carry daramas. And with, or, or with a new shoe, okay, because maybe it doesn't perfectly fit and she is mafkit. A woman is, is, is mafkit on this. Okay. Um, like we said, that's only a woman. And we said, what determines a new shoe? Bar Kapara said if she goes out once during the, during the day, it's going to be fine. And then we brought the brysa to end the parak. We brought the brysa of, we had two conflicting brysas that we said, one brysa said you can remove a shoe from the mold. And one said you can't. We said that the one that says you can is the Rabbanon because they hold that uh, shoe on the mold is tame. Okay. And therefore it is a shoe. And if it's a shoe, it's makabal tuma. That's what I mean. And it, it, since it's makabal tuma, it's a shoe. If it's a shoe, you're allowed to take it on Shabbos. And Rabbi Lezer holds it is a tahar. It's not makabal tuma. And since it's not a shoe, you're not allowed to take it off the mold. So now we, we, we said we have to explain this both according to Abayah and according to Rava. So we said according to Abayah, that klima is aser. You have to say that even in the Rabbanon, we're talking about, like Rabbi Yehuda, that we're talking about um, a, a shoe that's loose on the mold so that you don't move the mold because that's a klish malachal iser. And we're talking about a case where it's in Salmach Now, according to Rava, it's klish malachal iser. It's tzarech is mutter. So now... The only way to, so in the Rabbanon, it doesn't need to be loose, but the only way to understand Rabbi Yehuda would be saying that he is going in Shittish of Eliezer, that even according to Eliezer who held, that if the shoe is on the mold, it's going to be, it's going to, it's not going to be a completed shoe, and therefore it's not Makabal Tumah, and if it's not Makabal Tumah, it's Aser, it's Muktan Shabbos. He says that's only if it's tight, but if it's loose, then it'll be fine.